0: Him more each day. Now, for those of you who are taking notes, you know, maybe uh, this will help you. Let's. Uh, we're gonna break down this three, uh, this passage into three sections, so it will be easier for you to understand or to to, to for you to remember. All right. So those three next uh, slide, please. end. so we're, we're gonna divide this passage, these four verses, into three. First one is the leper's request, the Lord's response. And then the Lord's retreat. So it's easy. L so R L R L R. Alright, so the Lord, the lepers request, the Lord's response, and the Lord's retreat. So verse 12, verse 13, the Lord's response, verse 15 and 16, the last verse. So now let's go back to the word. Verse 12. Let's let's see. Verse 12. While he was in one of the cities, there came a man. Of leprosy. Let's stop right there. Now, this story happened during the ministry of Jesus while he was in the ga- in Galilee, in the region of Galilee. It's actually in the northern part of Israel. Now, it's the region surrounding the Sea of Genazareth. Or if you see that, it's also called the, the Sea of Galilee. Alright? Now, the name of the city was not specified. No, it, it was just tell, uh, he was in one of the cities. It could be Capernaum, Gennesaret, Cana, Tiberias, Nazareth, Bethsaida, or another city. But what we do know is that this is where Jesus began his ministry. This is where he started healing the sick. He started healing the demon-possessed. And he started teaching uh, in the synagogues about the kingdom of God. So this is the first uh, first of his ministry. So most of his uh, first year of his ministry happened in this Galilean uh, Galilean region. So people in this region were the first to see. No? They were the first to hear. They were the first to experience the power of God in flesh. Uh, isn't that exciting? No? They were the first one. Just like what Isaiah Prophesied in chapter nine, chapter nine verse twelve. You can go uh, to to your uh, to Isaiah chapter nine. We'll see that. Isaiah chapter nine verse one to two. If you're there, Isaiah chapter nine comes after Isaiah eight. chapter 9 verse 1 to 2 but in the latter time the middle of uh, verse 1 in but in the latter time he has made glorious the way of the sea the land beyond Jordan Galilee of the nations so what happens the people who walk in darkness have seen a great light those who dwelt in the land of deep darkness on them was light shone. Alright? You have multiplied the nations, you have increased its joy. So indeed, for the Galileans, it was a new day. Now, when they saw what Jesus did, or when, when, they, when they experienced Jesus, it was a new day for the people of God. It was a new beginning. Right? Are you excited? Or are you scared? <laughs> Are you scared of me? I hope not, no? <laughs> verse, <laughs> verse 12a. Oh, verse 12. So let's continue. So while he was in one of the cities, there came a man full of leprosy. Uh, in other translations, it says there he was covered with leprosy. All right, He was covered with leprosy. In, other, uh, in another translation, it says there who had leprosy all over him. Now if you read the Old Testament through down to the Gospels, all right? You will notice that there was no record of someone, all right? There was no record of someone ever receiving healing from leprosy since Naaman, which was in 2 Kings chapter 5, which was 800 years ago. Right? For 800 years there was no one who was healed of leprosy. No one, no one was healed up to this point. Actually, the last person in record in the Old Testament to have been struck by leprosy was uh, Azariah in 2 uh, Kings chapter 15 when he burned incense, no, illegal incense in the house of the Lord. So what happened was he died with leprosy. No, he had leprosy until the day of his death. So it's safe to assume that lepers died of leprosy, right? Because there was no remedy at that time. So you can just picture the condition of those people that they were helpless and they were hopeless. Now when you have leprosy, kalas. Just gonna, you know, wait for your time to die. Now, let's talk about leprosy for a moment. I hope you've, uh, 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 we don't have anyone under 12 here. No? So let's talk about leprosy. According to the World Health Organization, or de- WHO, leprosy is a chronic infectious disease caused by a bacteria right? called uh, Mycobacterium leprae. And if you want to discuss more on this in a medical perspective, ask Yobi. Our resident medical teacher here, <laughs> he can tell you more about this, uh, this disease. Now, it affects the skin, all right, and peripal, uh, peripheral nerves. And, it, and if left untreated, the disease has the potential to produce gradual yet permanent disabilities. No? Slowly, it will kill you. So what the bacteria does, it kills the nerves, uh, sends the ano, the signals to your brain yes over time it kills it kills those uh nerves over time, so that means the person who has leprosy will gradually lose his senses all right so what's life if the feeling is gone <laughs> there's no feeling now, all right so as time goes by the bacteria will cause. Deformity to the body, just like what you see in the the picture. The victim will start losing parts of his extremities. His his fingers will fall. The toes will be cut off. The skin will be disfigured with sores, with lumps, and bumps. That's what happens to a uh, leper. Well, not only that... Not only that it causes the victim to experience extreme physical agony, but it also causes the person to suffer severe social stigma and discrimination. Right? Oftentimes, no, the lepers were ostracized by their families and communities. They were essentially regarded as uh, dead by their communities. So imagine you know, the, the depression... Uh, you're still alive, but others would treat you as a dead man. Now that's, what happi- that's what's happening for, uh, for the leprosy, for the lepros. So what's more, in other places, a funeral was given for someone who had leprosy. That's sad. So the, the disease has actually been known since the ancient times as the death before death. It's a death before death. Lepers were forced to live in isolation from their communities for the rest of their lives. Cut off from the society, alone and destitute. But for some, I mean, some lepers, they live with other lepers, in what we call as leper colonies. Right, so they gather in those places. uh, Because. There's no one to accept them but themselves. Now, outside of the city of Jerusalem, I don't know if you know this, but outside the old city of Jerusalem, there is a place called Gehinnom Valley. Right? Gehinnom Valley. Uh, in another, s- uh, The next slide, please. Gehinnom Valley, or the Valley of Hinnom. You, you will read this in the Old Testament. It's also called as uh, Ben Hinnom. Right? Ben Hinnom Valley. The next, next slide, please. So, this is where lies the garbage, or this is the main garbage dump of the day, or main garbage dump of the city, the Gehenum Valley. So, um, in this place, this is where they throw and burn the garbage, in, those place, in that place, uh, the Valley of Hinnom. So, for example, Jesus and the other rabbis, they use this image of uh, valley as the eternal punishment or called Gehenna in the other language, uh, in the original language so they call this Gehenna when when you hear Gehenna they are telling you it's the eternal punishment but th- for for those original hearers they will know that it's the valley of Hinnom Gehenna Hinnom all right so lepers tend to gather there in, pla- in those kinds of places, hoping to find silver or food to, you know, to survive for the day. So that's where they go. And, of course, what you'll find there easily is that there are ashes because they are burning garbage. And also pieces of broken pottery. So ashes and broken pottery, which if you remember, you know, that's what Job was using when he scraped off his skin while he was sitting on ashes in Job chapter 1 verse 7 so leprosy at that time was associated with the judgment of God now many believe that when you have leprosy you are judged by God the anger of God is upon you now just like what uh, what happened to Miriam if you remember when he opposed uh, Moses when uh, Moses you know, um, married, no, married his uh, wife Zipporah, Aaron and Miriam. They rebelled against Moses and what happened is that God struck them with leprosy. So it, for, for the ancient people, leprosy was associated with the judgment of God. So it, uh, as if the lepers were looked upon as examples of people who had received God's displeasure. So these are the uh, you know these guys are the lowest of the low. That's their condition, the lowest of the low, the refuse of the society, the rejected, the abandoned. You know they are banned from fellowship. They were denied of the good things. You know. Do you see the condition here? It's very very bad. No, there's really hopelessness. Next, verse 12. And when he saw Jesus, what did he do? He fell on his face, the leper. He fell on his face and begged him, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Notice the passage didn't say when the leper saw Jesus, he blamed him for his suffering. He didn't say that, right? No, Jesus, this is your fault. God, this is your fault, when I, why I'm suffering. I don't have anything, I am nothing. I wish I had not been born. You know, what he did was he fell, meaning he, it was an act of reverence. He revered the Lord Jesus. He worshipped him. The leper worshipped the Lord Jesus in his condition. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. No? Do you worship Jesus in your suffering? do you get on your knees to pray when you are sick Lord my, sick, my, my knees are hurting <laughs> or do you just complain this leper he worshipped the Lord Jesus Christ in desperate need of healing he was there worshipping the Lord Jesus Christ and he also acknowledged the, the authority of Jesus. Now, by calling him what? Lord. Lord. You know, he was essentially saying, Lord Jesus, I know you have the power to cleanse me. Now, if healing me will glorify the Father, please, would you do that for me? Would you do that for me, Lord. You know, in humility, the, lo- the, the leper implored the Lord Jesus to heal him. That's our posi- that should be our position no? when, when we want to, know, to, to get our healing. It's not asking the Lord as if, you know, he, he answers to us. But, so what happened? What was the Lord's response? The Lord's response, verse 13 to 14. Verse 13. Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him saying I will be clean and immediately the leprosy left him in Mark chapter 1 verse 41 in the CSB uh, it's also in the uh, the same story Mark chapter 1 moved with compassion moved with compassion Jesus reached out his hand and touched him I am willing he told be made clean Jesus did what others would not and that is he showed compassion to the leper Uh, he showed compassion to the leper isn't that who God is Hmm? isn't that who God is in Psalm 116 verse 5 says there the Lord is gracious and righteous our Lord our God full of compassion uh, he's full of compassion job 717 While he was already in you know in that deep uh, state of lepros leprosy what is man that you make so much of him and that you set your heart on him now uh, you see that's the heart of the Lord that's the heart of God Jesus showed his compassion to the man by reaching out his hand to him to touch him. This was the first leper in history. This was the first leper in history to receive the welcoming touch of God. It was the first one. Because Jesus knew what the leper needed the most. He touched him. He, what the leper needed the most is love. And acceptance. He showed that he was more than willing to heal, that he was receiving the leper to him, to himself. You know, one day you were a trash, and when he encountered Jesus the next day, or he, that day, he's now a treasure. An encounter with the Lord changes everything, right? Jesus did not say no this Jesus did not say no wait why are you here (laughs) did you notice that in verse uh, in verse chapter 12 he was in one of the cities Jesus was in the city the leper was also in the city he was supposed to be outside but Jesus didn't ask the, the the leper why are you here you're supposed to be with your you know fellow lepers you don't deserve to be here. You're not welcome here. You're breaking the law. Jesus didn't say that. He didn't say that. But Jesus, you know, when he, uh, you know, when he reached out to the man, he was essentially telling the man, "I'm not here to judge you." I'm not here to judge you. I want you to know that I accept you for who you are. You guys remember in John's 637 whoever comes to me I will never cast out I think the Lord is telling us today you know you go to him you will never be cast out now the Greek word for touch is haptomai right? just a little bit of Greek the Greek word is haptomai and it's actually a, uh, a, uh, a huge word. No, it means to attach oneself to or to cling to. No, it's not just a simple contact. It's not just a, hmm, be clean. No, it's not like that. In fact, we can say that Jesus took hold of the man. He took hold of the man. He, he may have put his arms around the shoulder of the man and embraced him. That's what Jesus would know, do to the leper. Jesus had no reservation to the man. He gave himself willingly to the guy. Notice, did you notice that Jesus touched the leper even before he healed him? Did you see that? He didn't say, be clean, and then he hugged. No. What he did was he touched, he embraced, uh, even before he said, be healed, be clean. He did not wait for the leper to be cleansed or be made whole before touching him. You know, this is unconditional love, right? That's unconditional love. John MacArthur, he said, he loves us. Not because there is something in us that attracts him to us. He loves us because he determined to love us in spite of our unattractiveness. It's a love we don't deserve, a love that will never end. It's a love that perseveres even when we fail him. Right? Do you agree? That's unconditional love. That's what Jesus showed the leper. In verse 13. Let's move on. And immediately the leprosy left him. It's an instant healing. Instant. Right? Did you know that the first breakthrough for curing leprosy or Hansen's disease, right? It was only discovered in 1940s. Just recent. Um, recent 1940s only. And to this day. The doctors use what is known the MDT or the multi drug treatment, all right? So, which takes about six to 12 months, depending on the severity of the disease. So, that's what they are the breakthrough. Now six to 12 months of healing. Jesus, what? He instantly healed the man. <laughs> yeah? The severe lep- case of leprosy. Only by what? By speaking the word. It's amazing. Right? It's amazing. You know, I can imagine while Luke was writing this down, like, whoa! <laughs> I'm an experienced doctor. I have never seen this before. Wow! <laughs> right? Yeah. No one else can heal a disease like Jesus. what? He was... The look, the experienced doctor, he was I'm sure he was blown away by the great physician. No? Not only did Jesus physically heal the man, but he also restored his social standing. Uh, he he restored his standing. The man, he was no longer an outcast, but rather a valued member of the community. Uh, I hope you're not sleeping. We're about to end. Verse fourteen. Verse fourteen. And he charged him to tell no one, but go, show yourself to the priest, right, and make an offering for your cleansing, as Moses commanded, for a proof to them. Uh, Jesus said, "Okay, you go ahead to the priest. Let him check you." He commanded to go to the priest, the man to go to the priest for validation and verification. That's what was prescribed in Leviticus chapter 14. Okay, So the priests in uh, Leviticus or in the Old Testament, they were the appointed experts in diagnosing the illness or any illness. And of course, they can diagnose the recoveries. So when they say, yes, you're clean, yes, you're clean. If they say, oh, sorry, you go to the quarantine area. So... They can tell if a man, you know, if they are clean or unclean. But they cannot make any man clean. They just verify they don't heal. You get that? Okay. So they, can, they don't heal, they just verify. So Jesus was telling this, this man when he said, go to the priest because he will give an expert witness, all right? He will give an expert witness to the authenticity of the miracle. Did you get that? Go there. He will not heal you. You're healed already. But he will say, Yes, you were healed. Who healed you? Leper. For his whole life. What happened here? That's what his purpose. Jesus was telling them, go to the priest, let him say, let him verify. So, in other words, Jesus was telling this is really very, very, you know, when I when I read this or when I studied this, like, wow, it makes the whole Bible, you know, make sense. By the way, you know, when when you receive miracles, you still go to the doctors let them verify yeah. let them verify you no know? just for the you know sick leave done <laughs> <laughs> all right because maybe some of uh, you know there are some Christians that you know they're only asking the lord for healing they don't just trust medical expert what god is telling us here is that god is giving us medical experts that they can verify uh, they can help us verify huh Alright, so back to the anna. And I'm about to call the music team. So, in other words, alright, the priest who represents the law or the old testament will testify that the Jesus was the Messiah. That was Jesus was telling to the to the man. Let them that priest tell that I am the Messiah. Hmm? Old Testament testifying to the gospel telling the Jesus no wow the Lord Jesus can I ask the music team last the Lord's retreat but now even more the report about him went abroad and great crowds gathered to him and to be healed of their infirmities. But what did he do? He would withdraw to desolate places and pray. Uh, the reports, you no, know, he was now popular. Great crowds are gathering him. They're flock, they wanted to flock to Jesus to be healed. But instead of Staying there and allowing his popularity to be the platform for healing, for more healing, and for more demonstration of his power, Jesus chose to withdraw from the crowd and be alone with the Father. Why? <laughs> when I was, you know, studying, Lord, it could have been the perfect time to heal everyone, right? It could have been the perfect time to heal everyone. You know, sometimes what we really want is we want to go to the hospitals and just pray, Lord, heal everyone. In Jesus' name, amen. No? We wish everyone is healed when we pray. Right? After all, we know that there's no disease Jesus cannot heal. But that was not the main plan. That was not the main plan. Healing was only part of his ministry. Okay? Healing was only part of his ministry. In fact, even after Jesus at- ascended to heaven in Acts chapter uh, 1, there were still many people who were sick. There were still many people who were sick. Because the main mission of Jesus Christ is to what? Seek and save the lost. the healing was only a picture of what he's about to do months, several months from here because he knew that sin is an even greater and deadlier enemy than the, any disease that we would face mm? you know much like leprosy sin will kill us slowly, it kills us slowly huh? It isolates us from the community. Uh, isolates us from the community. Maybe your pride or maybe you have a uh, hidden sin. It also separates us eventually you know, from, the, from God forever. In fact, the sufferings that we go through in this life, the sickness, the persecution at work, you know, not receiving your salary on time, car accidents, pains caused by losing a loved one, or maybe a failed love life, they do not compare to the suffering of being far from the presence of God forever. They don't. Now, the pain that we suffer here on earth, they're just momentary. But the pain of hell and the pain of being apart from God that's for eternity that's for eternity Did you, I, I'm sure if, if you've read no, the offering that that was prescribed by Moses which was commanded by Jesus to the leper in verse 14 it, it was actually a picture of what he is about to accomplish in Leviticus chapter 13 I think it's in chapter 13 it says there that a lepros Once he's healed, he needs to go there and offer two doves. Two. One is to be killed and the other one is to be dipped in the blood and be set free. One is to be killed and the other one who is alive, that is alive, will be dipped in that blood and that it will be set free. You know, several months after this encounter, Jesus offered himself in the Calvary, in Calvary. He took the shame he took the pain he took the suffering of being away from the Father which we all deserve in exchange for our healing and restoration Uh, Jesus you know suffered on the cross like a leper he suffered on the cross like a leper and I will you know um, I'll, I'll close here in Isaiah chapter 53 You will see the picture here. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him. No beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and as one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. So let me ask the question again. Can something ugly and clean and useless still be made beautiful, pure, and useful? Yes. Yes. It is only through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ that someone dying, someone rejected, someone desperate, no, someone alone, someone abandoned can be made whole. Accepted and alive. Only Jesus has the power to make our life beautiful and useful. Uh, Maybe that's our takeaway. Only Jesus Christ, He only has the power to make our lives beautiful and useful. We're going to sing. I'm going to ask the music team to sing. And after that, we're going to pray. But as we sing, I want you to, you know, go ahead and just like the leper, Lord, you surrender yourself. Lord, I don't want this sin anymore. I don't want this life of sin anymore. And if you are, you know, if you are suffering from any illness, you go to the Lord. Uh, Lord, I surrender this sickness in your name. uh, I know there's healing in your name. Lord, there's restoration. I know there's a reconciliation. I know, Lord God, that you will accept me. You have accepted me. So we're going to pray. Can I ask everyone to please stand? Let's worship the Lord.